Welcome to ADHD Flourishing about living awesomely with autism and ADHD. You deserve recognition for both the challenges and the superpowers of this unique neurotype. Let's celebrate wisdom and support from real life stories and talk strategies to manage the difficulties of day-to-day life so we can move beyond that to thriving and building a sustainable and awesome life. If you want to be here, you are accepted here and you belong. I'm your Audi HD host, Mattia Murray. Let's do this. The word because is an incredibly powerful tool in both self-identification and trauma healing. When I was discovering what it meant to be ADHD and later what it meant to be autistic, there were many times when I was able to explain my behavior through a very useful because. Because I'm ADHD, I sometimes completely forget to respond to messages that I've already seen. Because I'm autistic, I sometimes leave social situations quickly without saying a formal goodbye because I'm reaching a point of overwhelm and need to leave for my own safety. Because of my connective tissue disorder, there are chores that are difficult to impossible for me and it's worth asking for or hiring help. Because of my traumatic childhood, I often have trouble feeling safe around authority figures. This type of thinking and processing was a huge part of my own self-discovery around many kinds of identities. When it came to processing and therapy, there were many things that happened to me that I thought were okay until someone else pointed out that they were actually abusive. And because I experienced a lot of neglect, including medical neglect, there were things that didn't happen and support I did not have that I should have had, and that lack is even harder to see. Learning about that and being able to draw direct lines between those experiences and my current life was hugely important in my healing process. For example, because of the neglect I experienced, I became really self-sufficient and it has been hard for me to ask for and accept help. Recently, I was traveling and staying in a house with friends and my brain did an interesting thing. First, I did something, which was trying to do something physically that I probably should have asked for help with. Then my brain immediately filled in because and waited for me to come up with an answer. After casting about for a bit, I was able to find one, which was basically that previous thing I said about being self-sufficient. But here's the thing. I've actually gotten a lot better at asking for help and at receiving it in many ways. My nesting partner does so much caretaking and helping. And while I occasionally have a little guilt crop up, for the most part, I'm just grateful and appreciative. The other thing that stood out in that particular moment in that kitchen is that my brain wanted there to be a because whether or not it was really true. In this particular case, the answer I landed on was plausible, but didn't really feel true. It actually felt more like a random thing that I was doing outside of my normal habits because I was in a new space and no one was immediately around to even ask for help. Part of me was placated by the answer that I'm bad at asking for help. But as I sat with it for a little longer, I realized that in this case, the answer to the because was closer to there really isn't a good reason. It just came out of the current circumstances and probably won't happen quite this way again. In essence, life is strange and chaotic and I did this thing just now, but who knows if that's actually part of a pattern or has any kind of meaning. Autistic brains tend to not like that kind of answer. There are parts of me that also really like for there to be an answer. And in general, it's a human trait to want there to be meaning, to seek meaning, 
to want there to be reason and an obvious train of causation. My particular neurodivergence just amplifies that and makes it feel closer to an imperative. But it also wants me to seek the truth, whatever that means, whether or not it's comforting. So in this specific story I shared, my brain wanted the comfort of an answer to the because. And since this is something I'd processed therapeutically, it was easy for me to fish out an answer. But in reality, the truth was more complicated and doesn't line up with that easy answer. One of my personal goals in 2023 has been to think and live outside my perceived limitations. Sure, I have both physical and mental limitations, and at the same time, I probably limit myself artificially quite a bit because of fear or from past experiences of pushing myself too far. Funnily enough, this year I've been actively doing less because I'm not just thinking of limitation in terms of what I quote, can do, I'm thinking of it in terms of how great my creative work can be, and that requires spacious time and inspiration. Part of that process for me has been questioning myself when I say I can't do something because of some reason. Even though, again, I have these physical limits that I want to honor, this is not about magical thinking, but it is about creativity and rather than focusing on what I can't do, focusing on the areas where I absolutely can go farther or achieve more mastery. And not only will it not hurt me, but it might be fun and awesome and a great experience that I look back on with delight. My invitation for you, if any of this resonates with you, is this. When you find yourself saying you are a certain way because of this, or you can't do something because of that, just take a second look at the because. It very likely was true and useful once, and if it still is, awesome. But if it feels more like a reflex or a habit, is it still true and useful for who you are today? Or is there a different way of putting it that still honors real limits without cutting off growth? Are there other words that resonate more with you now? Are there avenues of support around this that might accommodate you better? To be very clear, this is not about ignoring your needs or desires. And it's certainly not shitty ableist ideas about pushing through and doing stuff anyway when it does not feel good. This particular vein of thinking around because has been fruitful for me, even though it has not wildly changed my behavior. If anything, I'm doing less physically this year because of some specific injuries and other physical stuff that's come up. But it feels different because of the way I'm thinking about it. As one example, it has felt very different internally to say that I'm taking a break from soccer because it's just not feeling that fun rather than just because of an injury or because of my asthma kicking in during the wildfire smoke. Those things are also true, but for whatever reason, I felt more empowered saying that I just don't want to go because it's not nearly as fun when it wipes me out so much. It feels like more of a choice. And again, that's totally just me, and this is just an example, not a suggestion of how to think about your own physical abilities or desires. As another example, when I started physical therapy for the aforementioned injury, there were several sessions in a row that felt okay at the time, but then because of Ehlers-Danlos stuff triggered a headache and in one case a migraine, I followed up with the physical therapist about what we could do differently, and it has been better, but... I was frustrated 
And so one thing I did decide was to actively take a break from physical therapy for a couple weeks, including not doing the exercises at home, because I wanted to see how I felt. What I told myself is that I was intentionally taking a break because all of this is an experiment. It also would have been somewhat true to say because I'm scared of overdoing it or I'm having headaches, but I didn't like that as a reason and it didn't feel good in my head. I also didn't want to just say, well, I'm frustrated with my physical therapist for not helping me solve this problem and I needed a little bit of space emotionally to be able to figure out if I felt comfortable continuing to work with her, which ended up happening and she actually did help me resolve the headache stuff. So that's great. These probably aren't the best examples because both of them are referring to essentially reframing thoughts and that's not the only way I'm thinking about the word because. I'm thinking of it more broadly and especially around issues where you already have the label or identity, you've already done some therapy or processing, and or you have some support. To go back to that first example in the kitchen doing the thing where the actual reason was more random, but I was attributing a therapy style because to it, saying, you know, I'm not good at asking for help. There are many times in my life when I do something similar, maybe especially in relationships and conversations, and especially if those are in the conflict range of conversations. I want there to be a reason for my behavior if it's making someone else upset. And again, that's not always incorrect. This is not about creating some kind of black and white false binary. I could totally be not reflecting my partner's feelings back in the way they like, because personally, I'm much more comforted by someone helping me feel less uncertain by more logically explaining what's happening and what I can expect. And that's a pretty classic autistic thing. But in the actual moment, my partner doesn't need me to say that. They just need me to comfort them in the more emotional way that they prefer. I fall back on the because, here we go, because it feels good and it comforts something deeply in me, possibly because of my neurodivergence, possibly because of my childhood. And the more I feel comfortable and safe and to use a parts work term, the more I can live in self energy, meaning compassion, uh, this, this sort of deep part of ourself that experiences compassion and wholeness. The more healed I feel, the more at home I feel, the less it feels necessary to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing, especially when the end goal is potentially to change the behavior, depending on the situation. Yes, for my particular ADHD brain, the explanation and the because is a huge part of how I get there. To potentially changing, whether it's internally or externally processed. And then once I've done that, my personal preference at the moment is not to continue slapping it on as a label for the rest of my life. For me, the because is a bridge to figuring out where I want to go next. I'm becoming a different person all the time. Everything I learn and integrate, every new person who rubs off on me, everything I read and love, all of my experiences and expansions, they all are part of this natural, organic growth process. There may be a point in my life where I'm so good at asking for and receiving help that if I did the exact same physical activity and my brain asks for a because, that future version of me would think, I have no idea, or 
maybe, wow, that's awesome. I was able to do that because all the physical therapy really paid off. I could become someone who can't even imagine the because from that first story that came so easily to mind at this point in my life. Personally, I'm not trying to change these things super actively. I'm not that into the version of thought work or affirmations where you try to force or bring the new thing in, but I do love a good declutter, including in my brain. I like noticing things that aren't working or that I'm not enjoying and moving them on out if they don't fit anymore. Please don't use any of these ideas today to harm any part of yourself. This is truly not a rule or an imperative, just an invitation to view something from a different angle if you want to, and if it feels better to do so. If you'd like to do that, just notice how your brain is using because in a habitual way. Just noticing can be enough. And sometimes when the spotlight of awareness is on something, you'll find your own way forward. If you'd like to follow up by asking yourself a question, I really like, is this still true and useful? Truth is not always useful and multiple truths can coexist. And if this is no longer true or useful for you, is there something else that would feel better instead? Working with your brain can be this easy and gentle. If you'd like more support with that, Like Your Brain is a chill group space where you can share your experiences and ask questions. We have about three calls a month, including co-working, coaching, and an open discussion on a topic chosen by the group. The goal is to provide the emotional and brain space for growth without being super goal-oriented. All neurodivergent, disabled, and otherwise marginalized identities are welcome to join. Most people in there are ADHD, unsurprisingly. The link is in the show notes, and I'm super grateful for the 30 or so people already in there. Talk to you next week. Thanks for being here and taking a moment for yourself. I hope the episode sparks some ideas or possibilities for your own journey. If you're looking for gentle ongoing support, I invite you to join the Like Your Brain community. It's a non-hierarchical and no pressure space to share our lived experiences together and learn from each other. Ask authentic questions, share your own wisdom, and be a part of building a safer space for folks with identities that are often marginalized. And if you're not yet ready to be seen in a group space, we've all been there, you can join the podcast support tier, which has a private podcast feed with some of the learnings from Like Your Brain and additional podcast content. So you can absorb on your own terms and timeline. We're here whenever you're ready. The link is in the show notes or at patreon.com slash Mattia. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-A-T-T-I-A. Have a great week.